God together. Thank you for those who join us here, amen, in person, those who join us right where you are. We encourage you to worship and fellowship our awesome, our mighty God, a little something like this.
Amen, church. Amen. Never really rock crowd in my name. Amen. As long as we have breath, we ought to give the Lord praise. Amen. 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 It is good to be in the house of worship one more time. The Lord has blessed us and kept us throughout the week. Some of you may have been going through something, but you made it out anyway. And we thank God for that. Amen. 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 This morning, pastor is going to preach about what shall we do? What shall we do? We're going to be reading from 2 Kings chapter 6. 2 Kings chapter 6. And we'll start with verse 14. If you're able to stand up out of God's word, you may do so. 2 Kings chapter 6. Give everyone an opportunity to find it so we can journey together. 2 Kings chapter 6, we're going to start at verse 14. Everyone that have it, say amen. Amen. I'll be reading from the New Living Translation. And it reads, So one night the king of Aram sent a great army with many chariots and horses to surround the city. When the servant of the man of God got up early the next morning and went outside, there were troops, horses, and chariots everywhere. Mm-hmm. Oh, sir, what will we do now? Mm-hmm. The young man cried to Elijah. Don't be afraid, Elijah told him, for there are more, than, more on our side than on theirs. Mm-hmm. Then Elijah prayed, Oh, Lord, open his eyes and let him see. Mm-hmm. The Lord opened the young man's eyes, and when he looked up, he saw that the hillside around Elijah was filled with horses and chariots of fire. As the Arabian army advanced toward him, Elijah prayed, O Lord, please make them blind. So the Lord struck them with blindness as Elijah had prayed, as asked. Then Elijah went out and told them, You have come the wrong way. This isn't the right city. Follow me and I will take you to the man you are looking for. And he led them to the city of Samaria. Amen. You may be seated. Let's have a word of prayer. Our Lord, our God, how excellent is thy name in all the earth. Lord, there is none like you, Lord, from the east to the west, north to the south. Heavenly Father, you are God and God alone, Heavenly Father. Father, we thank you, Lord. Lord, we thank you for this opportunity to come into the house of worship to praise your holy and magnificent name, Heavenly Father. Father, we give you honor, we give you praise, and we give you glory, Father, for you are worthy of all praises, glory, and honor, Heavenly Father. Father, please bless in this sanctuary this morning, from the front to the back and side to side, Lord. Touch every heart, mind, and body, and spirit, Lord, that right now help us to forget about ourselves and concentrate on you, Lord. For we have come here to worship you in truth and in spirit, Heavenly Father. Father, we glorify you, Heavenly Father. Surely, Heavenly Father, if all the trees, the animals, the birds, and everything you created can worship you, we can worship you right now, Heavenly Father. Father, we thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father, for your everlasting love that you have for us, Heavenly Father. For it is unfailing, Lord. Lord, please bless, Lord, every song that will be sung. Please bless every prayer that will be prayed. Please bless the gospel of Jesus Christ that's going to go forth, that it changes us from the inside out, Heavenly Father. Father, let us be representatives of you while we are here on this earth, Heavenly Father. Father, we thank you, we praise you, we magnify you. 
It's in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ that we pray. Amen, church. Amen. Amen. Amen.
be to God? Is he worthy to be praised? Amen. From the rising of the sun to the setting of the sun, our God is worthy. Uh, let us pray. God, we just thank you for being God all by yourself. That you are sovereign, you are exalted above all the earth. And God, we thank you that though you sit high, you look low. And you are concerned about, Lord, your children, uh, your people of your flock. Uh, Father, move in this place right now as we're desperate to hear a word from you. Uh, guide us, almighty God, that we might see Jesus. And that we'll have your word hidden in our heart that we might not sin against you. Oh God, guide us further into your presence. Bring forth healing. Bring forth restoration. Uh, Father, we pray that those who may not know you will come to knowledge of salvation as Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. God, we thank you. Meet us right where we are. So, Father, here we are. Have thine own way, Lord, we pray. Amen. 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 If you open up your Bible with me again uh, in the Old Testament, Second uh, Kings, Looking at that sixth chapter, uh, we're picking up in verses 14. And as we uh, look there, uh, we're going to unpack how to depend on our God. Uh, I want to encourage us that no matter what you're going through, God can bring you through. I want to encourage you that though you may not know what you're about to face, I want you to know that you can still face it with God. As we look at this text, we're going to observe how one has unwavering faith in what God can do. And one needs encouragement on what God can do. No matter where you stand, I want you to understand that God can do it. Can you tell, you tell, you, can you tell your neighbor that God can do it? God can do it. I'm reading from uh, the New Living Translation, 2 Kings uh, 6th chapter, uh, verses 14 to 19. Uh, just pray one more time. Father, we pray for enlightenment of your word. We pray. Amen. Amen. Word of God reads. Amen. Thank you for those who stand in honor reading God's word. So one night, the king of Aram sent a great army with many chariots and horses to surround the city. When the servant of the man of God got up early the next morning and went outside, there were troops, horses, and chariots everywhere. Oh, sir, what will we do now? The young man cried to Elisha. You may be seated. Praise God for the reading of his word. Now, I just read that verse one more time to highlight. Y'all see, if y'all didn't get it now, that's where we got our subject matter today. What shall we do now? I don't know what you might be experiencing in your life, but I can definitely testify from my life experiences. There's times in my life that I had asked that same question. What shall I do now? Times hit us. Unexpectedly, because life is full of unexpectedness. 
That when we get hit, we start wondering, am I doing the right thing? What should I do now? When I look at this text, I want to highlight to you that the man that asked the question is doing his job. It said he got up early that morning to go do some work. But while he was out early that morning, he noticed that there was enemy that was around trying to get them. I want you to observe here, he recognized that they were not friendly. <laughs> they were armed and ready to attack the city. But also I want to highlight to you this, that these armed men showed up, an army showed up for one man. They were not coming to attack another army, but they came after to get one man. I, I want you to understand that when a lot of people come after, that's when you know you're dealing with power. They, they realize that one won't do, two won't do. We need to send everything that we have. And so every one of the king's army came after to get Elijah. But now, I, some of you might be wondering as you look at this text, well, why would an army be surrounding Elijah? Now, you are asking the right question. Because all you got to do is go back a little bit earlier. You're going to find out that God has blessed Elijah to know what the king is doing. Every time the king had a plan to attack Israel, Elisha spoiled the plan. The king got so upset saying, who's my spy in my court that's giving away my secrets? And then they let him know that king is not us. It's Elisha is able to be even in your own bedroom and tell the king your plans that he can throw them before you can do them. I want to encourage you to understand that God can already thwart the enemy's plans even before they get into action. Mm. I wish I had a few more witnesses that could just celebrate and just thank God that no matter what the enemy's plotting to do, God has already squashed it. God has already defeated it. They will come and attempt, but they won't accomplish because, oh, glory be to God. Elisha understand that he has to be about his kingdom business. One thing I want to highlight here that Elisha is minding his own business, doing the work of the Lord. Elisha in his obedience is consistently disrupting the plans of the king. I'm going to read to you where it is in the sixth chapter, verses eight through 11. It says, when the king Aaron was at war with Israel, he would confer with his office and say, we will mobilize our forces at such and such a place. But immediately Elisha, the man of God, would warn the king of Israel, do not go near that place, for the Armenians are planning to mobilize their troops there. So the king of Israel would send word to the, to the place indicated by the man of God. Time and again, Elisha warned the king so that he would be on the alert there. The king of Aaron became very upset over this. He called us all together and demanded, which of you is the traitor? who has been informing the king of Israel my plans. I want to encourage you, as Elisha was, stay focused on your job. Don't be discouraged by what other people are doing, but stay focused on your job. Elisha being focused on his job was not concerned of who was coming after him because he knew who was with him. Psalm 27 and 3 says, Though a mighty army surrounds me, my heart will not be afraid. Even if I'm attacked, I will remain confident. Tell your neighbor, stay confident. 
Elijah as a young, has a young man that has no life experience like Elisha. So therefore, he does not know what Elisha knows and has not experienced what Elisha has experienced. Elisha has seen the Lord do amazing works in his life. Elisha is not scared of the king from Aram. Elisha does not, is not afraid of what that king can do because Elisha fears the Lord our God. But you're a young man that did not have the same experience. When he saw such a mighty army, he was scared and frightened for his life. But again, I encourage you to be confident. What does it mean to be confident? Well, confidence means that you are sure in what you are doing. You are assured that you can accomplish what you are doing. You have assurance knowing I've done it before, I can do it again. Elisha knows what God has done in the past, and he has that same kind of faith that God can do it again. Is there anybody here to realize that God has has a good record? That what he's done before, he can do it again? And every time he does, you just say, look at God. Isn't God an awesome God? Isn't God a magnificent God? He's worthy to be praised. That's why we call on him every time we get need, because we know that our God's a present help in the time of trouble. Elisha understands that I'm going to stay on the business of this kingdom business. I'm not going to be distracted by the enemies that are coming trying to get me. But yet, when we think about confidence again, my question is in you, where have you had your most confidence? When you had your most confidence, you didn't need anybody else to tell you anything else. You said, I got it, and you went ahead and did it. It might have been in tying your shoes. You was confident. I could tie my own shoes. You tied your shoes all by yourself. I'm talking to somebody here. I, I used to need help, but now I'm confident now. I know how to do it. I'm going to tie my shoes all by myself. Or, or maybe it was the first time you learned how to fry some bologna all by yourself. No, mama, you don't need to make my fry bologna. I can do it all by myself. You, you slap it on, you turn it on, you're good to go. Say, so I made it all by myself. I'm talking to somebody here. Maybe it was that grilled cheese sandwich. So you had to let the fry bologna. Maybe it was a grilled cheese sandwich. You learned how to make all by yourself. With confidence, you made it. So look, mama, I did it. But maybe you might be observing somebody with confidence. Maybe there's an artist you go to see perform and they grab that microphone or they grab that instrument of confidence and beautiful music and beautiful performance and artistry comes out of them with such confidence. Or maybe it might have been an athlete going up for the last shot or hitting the putt or kicking the kick and you realize with such confidence they approach that because they knew that they can accomplish what they're going to do. I'm talking to somebody here that when you have confidence you are sure I'm going to do this thing. Here it is, Elisha's confident that I know my God's going to do this thing. I'm just going to stay focused and do my job. Tell your neighbor, mind your own business. Sometimes we get so distracted that we're concerned what other people are doing, not doing what God called us to do. God will move us to where he wants us to be. Don't try to get ahead of God, but stay in step with God. Mm-hmm. Psalm 37, 26 says, The Lord directs the steps of the godly. He lights in every detail of their lives. Yes, sir. Uh, we, we know that our steps are ordered by God. Right. And knowing that your steps are ordered by God, knowing that every step is an assured step. Mm-hmm. It's a firm step. It's a solid step. That's why Psalm 42 says that he lifted me out of the pit of despair 
out of the mud and the mire. He set my feet on solid ground and steadied me as I walked along. Another psalm says that he'll make my feet as hind feet of a deer that I can walk up a mountain and not slip and fall. If you're not understanding what's being said, saying that no matter God will place you, everybody, uh, uneven terrain or a slippery terrain, it will be solid for you. There's a few more witnesses that understand that no matter what circumstance I'm in, I can stand on the promise of God. What shall we do? We shall be confident. One thing, we should be confident in the Lord. Lean not in your own understanding, but know your ways, acknowledge him, and he will direct your paths. Not only will you only be confident in God, I'd like to suggest to us that we want to look for God and not for our enemies. Oftentimes we get distracted with our enemies and our opposition. But can I encourage you to look for God? I I remember as a child, uh, pre, you know, our kids nowadays may not know about rainy days and getting books. Um, They know about rainy days and getting on a tablet, getting on a stream and getting on the screen. I remember my classroom, some of y'all might remember too, that all we had was books. (laughs) And on a rainy day, if you weren't going to play a board game, you wouldn't get a book. But a new book came out called Waldo. And you will find that book and you try to look for Waldo. And the funny thing is that Waldo always looked the same in every picture, but you will find there's so much other stuff in the picture that you look for some other stuff. You can look for something that Waldo might have dropped, or you can look for somebody that's chasing after Waldo, and you can continue looking around, but yet when you look for Waldo, it seems that everything else became a blur. And you start focusing on where can I find Waldo. Well, when I highlight you is that though Waldo was only one picture out of the many within there, you could still find it. I want to encourage you that no matter what you're going through and your enemies may outnumber, but will you look for God? And when you look for God, everything else might become out of focus and God becomes in focus. And once God becomes in focus, you can focus all your energy on him and you can say, Father, I stretch. My hand to thee. <laughs> no other help that I know. You understand that I find all of my help, all of my strength comes from the Lord. So look for God, not for your enemies. But the young man, when the servant saw, he saw nothing but troops uh, surrounding him. These enemies caught him by surprise. And I want to encourage you. Do not allow the negativity to overwhelm you. If you spend more time focusing on the negative than the positive, you will have more of a negative outlook in life. And this will impact you negatively in your overall health. And I said your overall health because we separate our health because we got our physical health and our mental health. But I want to say your overall health because your brain is just important. Oftentimes we'll do our physical check and we'll see our physician, but we don't check our mind. And then the doctor tries to help you and ask you, have you been depressed? Have you been there? You're like, oh, I, I, I ain't had no problem. I ain't had no problems. But when we check it and realize that there's sometimes we have been depressed. Depression is just another fancy word to say, I've been sad. Y'all quiet on We get sad sometimes. As we get angry sometimes. As we get happy sometimes. But the problem is that if we don't know how to properly address our emotions, we're not going to be healthy. Oftentimes, if you stay focused on the negative more than the positive, you want to walk around with a, a, a scowl on your face. And people will keep on asking you the same question, are you okay? And you won't get mad every time they ask you that question because you think you got a happy face on, but they can see that's not a happy face. 
are you okay? And then you try to force a smile, and they realize that your smile is cracking your face. <laughs> they want to say, are you okay? I want you to understand that you, you try to fake it, but people see that you're smiling, but your body is tense. When you get stressed and you get full of negativity, your body is, so you're wondering why you're not eating right. You're wondering why you got headaches. You're wondering why your muscles are tight, because you are stressed out. And when you are stressed out, your body is not able to relax. But I want to encourage you, there's one way that you can relax, that you can be still and know that God is God. Elijah is trying to help this young man. You need to relax. <laughs> you need to be still. Don't get caught up with what you see, but try to focus on what you may not be able to see. Knowing that you may see your enemies before you, but know that God is all around you. And that good news to know that I can see these things, but yet God is all right because God is spirit. And since God is spirit, he's not contained by objects. He's not contained by what I can see because he is intangible, yet he can be felt. (laughs) Oh, glory be to God. So when you stay focused on the negative, you're going to miss the positive. But if you can change your focus and look for God, look for the positive, then you can be encouraged by Elisha. Verse 16, he says, don't be afraid. Y'all see that there? Then he gives him a word of courage. So notice he told him, don't be afraid. Another way to say this is to be of good courage. This is the same kind of, of, of a formula that happens when Jesus is giving a healing to someone. The blind man calls out, you know, son that they have mercy. And he says, come and the disciple says, be of good courage. He heard you. And so the disciples got excited, say, be of good courage, say, hey, you ought to get happy now. Because something good is about to happen. Y'all missed it. Uh, and you see what happened. Elijah told him, be not afraid or be of good courage because something good is about to happen. I want to encourage you that sometimes in our lives that we're, we're asking, what shall I do? Well, go find somebody that believes in God and turn to them. And may they give you some words of encouragement to let you know something good is about to come. How do I know something good is about to come? Because I believe that God works out all things mm. for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. And here it is. He tells them, don't be afraid, for there are more on our side than on theirs. You count it. Or you look and we're impressed with those who are coming against you. But Elijah's like, I'm not impressed. <laughs> we got more on our side. You understand that when you know that greater is he that's with us than he that is against us. That no weapon formed against us shall prosper. So one thing he's having is that Elijah brought out that I have confidence that my God is going to do exactly what he's going to do. Not only does he have confidence, he also understands that I'm looking for God no matter what I'm going through. I don't see my enemy, but I'm looking for God. And how is it that Eliza can look for God? Because Eliza's eyes have been opened to see what God is doing. And so once Eliza realized the young man is not able to see what God is saying, look what he did. He said, I pray. So another step that we want to do, what shall we do while we're going through times of turmoil, times of pain? We should pray. You ought to pray like you breathe. Pray 
Luke 18 says, pray and not faint. You know that if you don't breathe, you will faint. So how much more you need to breathe? Then how much more you need to pray? And so we need to pray continuously to our God. And so when he prayed, he prayed that the Lord would open up his eyes. And when he opened up his eyes, he saw what he see, fiery chariots surrounding what was being surrounded. If you can picture this, imagine an army surrounding you, which is massive, and then you close your eyes and you open them up and you see an army of God, a fiery chariot surrounding the army that's surrounding you. Tell me which army is big. Tell me which armor is, is our armor, uh, arm is, uh, army is mightier, is greater, and more powerful. And I want to highlight too, it's fiery. <laughs> Woo! And here it is, Elisha saw the fiery chariots taking up Elijah. And so Elijah is used to seeing God doing amazing things. And so he says, man, don't worry about the small stuff. <laughs> you think that's something? God opened up his eyes and let him see what you can do. Mm. In times of our lives, we need to pray, God, show me what you can do. Show me how you're bigger, you're greater, you're mightier than everything that I'm facing. Young man asked the man of God, what shall we do? The man of God encouraged him with these words, and he prayed. May we learn how to encourage one another with words and prayer. Maybe know that our God is big. When we talk about our God is big, also encourages us no matter what we're going through, even if it's our fault, and we're going through some trials and some tribulations, our God is still bigger. Yes, Ephesians 3, 8 and 19 talk about how, how big God's love is. It says, and may you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep his love is. May you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand fully, that you will be made complete with all fullness of life and power that comes from God. When we know that his love is that big and that great, it is bigger than what you're facing. But then we know that we're sinners needing of God's grace. Uh, that even on our best day, we're nothing but filthy rags. Well, you can remind yourself that God's grace is bigger. Romans 5 and 20 says God's law was given so that all people could see how simple they were. But as people sinned more and more, God's wonderful grace became more abundant. Can somebody say, thank you, God, for your grace? God's grace was there for that young man doubting how can he stand against these enemies. But God's grace covers our doubt. It covers our insecurities. It covers our ignorance and our sins. Thank you, Lord. We need to repent for our lack of faith and our doubt and return back on the right path, walk in the righteousness of God. So let's pray to God. Lord, open the eyes that we might see you. When I look at this, I think about how uh, Jesus shows us how to pray. And when he taught us how to pray, a couple of things on the highlight here. First, on the point out, he told us in Luke 18:1 that we ought to pray without ceasing. Mm-hmm. 
Secondly, I want to point out that even while we're praying without ceasing, we need to pray to him even when we need help. Remember the father had a son stricken. His disciples couldn't do it, but he says, I believe, but help my unbelief. I can even go to God knowing that I'm dealing with some troubles. I don't believe I can make it up, but Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. Oh, thank you, Lord. And then what I learned to say, Lord, may your will be done. Your kingdom come. Where? On earth as it is in heaven. And then going back to Ephesians, now I pray, Lord, open the eyes of my heart. Y'all see that there? Didn't I say to open my eyes, but open the eyes of my heart that I might know you, that I might understand you and understand your great power. But then Isaiah also said, Lord, open up his physical eyes so that he might see you. Can I encourage you that in times of our lives that we don't see God because our eyes have been closed. So, Lord, can I pray, open up my eyes so that I might see you. And so not only will I see you, but also open the eyes of my heart that I might know you. And so when I know you and I see you, I know everything's going to be all right. This young man was encouraged once Elijah pointing out what everything's going to be. Well, I want to highlight here about this army. Once this army showed up and they seized them. Yo, they came, they came to act. And so they didn't see that they had backup. Cause they couldn't see what God was doing. Y'all, y'all, y'all understand how the enemy can't see what God is doing? So they think they have you right where they want you. Not knowing you're falling into their trap. Your enemy becomes your footstool. <laughs> they will raise you high. So here it is. They came after him. And once they came after him, I'm, I'm reading this text, and y'all, y'all look closely into that. It says that he prayed, and Elisha prayed, and God answered his prayer. They became blind. And once he became blind, it, it, it's funny. It, it, some of y'all might see what I see. He says that these are not the people you're looking for. And what I saw in here was that great scene in Star Wars. Obi-Wan Kenobi said, these are not the droids you're looking for. <laughs> And you call that the Jedi mind trick. <laughs> and they were looking for them. That's what they were looking for. We said, y'all not getting us today. <laughs> you came with your intention to get us, but God has protected us. And what happened here is what, you, what turned out to, for you to capture us is you that has been captured. And once they were captured, he marched them blindly to the king. And then the king got excited. Oh, my enemies are here. Shall we kill them by the sword? He says, no, we're going to show them compassion. We're going to feed them. We're going to take care of them. And then once they have been fed and they were led out of the city, then they regained their sight. They went back home. What I want to highlight here on the second part is that what shall we do is that even those who might come against us, it's not for us to have revenge towards them. It's not up to, up to us to be vengeful towards them and hateful to them. But we ought to show them compassion. We ought to show them the love of Christ. We ought to show them how we ought to handle times of adversity and times of difficulty and let them know that love always wins. Tell your neighbor, love never fails. What shall we do? We shall trust in God. We shall be confident in God. We shall believe in God. We know that the Lord is my help. And lastly, I want to encourage you, 
is not in this text, but is always implied within the text. We ought to worship God. We ought to worship through the good days and the not so good days. Here, Elisha had his eyes focused on God. And by Elisha being focused on God, it helped the young man to get his eyes focused on God. Then I encourage you again, get around godly men and godly women that can help us regaze our focus on God. There's going to be some hard times in our lives when all we can see is what's against us. And we're going to need somebody to pray with us to open up the eyes of our hearts. That we might open up uh, the eyes, open up our eyes, that we might see God, that we might know God and see God move in our lives. And may we be reminded that there's more for us than there is against us. Let us pray. Father, we just thank you that you are an awesome God. And that there's more with you than there's anything against us. And so, Father, we thank you that you are our Savior, you are our Redeemer, that you are our Lord. And, Lord, there might be someone who does not know Jesus as their Lord and say, Lord, I pray that they can confess with their mouth and believe in their heart Jesus Christ died on the cross for their sins. And we thank you, Lord, all who call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Uh, Father, I pray you guide them to a Bible-believing, preaching, teaching church uh, where they can celebrate the communion of the saints and be baptized and join the fellowship and continue doing the work for your kingdom. Uh, God, we just thank you, no matter what we're going through, uh, that you'll never leave us nor forsake us. And we thank you for your promise that you are our God and you are our God forever. And our God bless us. In Jesus Christ's name, Lord, we pray. Amen. Amen. As you can see on the words, we prepare to give God his tithes and our offering. Um, as also, too, there might be someone here that decided to give their life to Christ. Uh, we want to encourage you to join in. Uh, when we march around the tithes, I'll have to come up. You want to talk to the deacons and the ministers, amen, about how you can join this place. We want to welcome you here in this place. Uh, those online, you're welcome to donate uh, online to give. And those that have your envelopes ready to come forward to march around, let us pray. As we pray to give God his tithes and our offering. Mighty God, we just thank you for how you prospered us and blessed us. We freely give back to you what already belongs to you. Father, we ask you to bless us, desire to give, but yet have not. We thank you, Lord, as you supply all our needs. Yeah. Now, Father, bless what is given for the edification, the building of your kingdom, and the work of your ministry. In Jesus Christ's name, Lord, we pray. Amen. 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 Ask you for all the instructions of the ushers and the deacons. And thank you for those who join us online. God bless you. May you keep you.